once again, we thank God for being in his presence. And, um, you know, let's just take a moment to thank God for being alive, being in America. You know, I saw a situation on Instagram with people from Haiti trying to flee. And I saw images of policemen grabbing them and throwing them back and some of them standing in water waiting for food. So although my word is contrary tonight to that, let us never forget to count our blessings and not our problems. There are people in this world that are praying for our bad days because our bad days come with a roof over our head, pillow to sleep on at night, heat or AC, electricity and food. So uh, it was just something that touched my heart and I felt, you know, some of us just needed to be reminded, you know, that the things that we take for granted, many people in this world are praying. It's separating to be separate. Now, what comes to mind immediately was, oh, you want me to cut people, you know, isolate from people or, you know, you gotta, some of those quotes they say, oh, elevate, you isolate and, you know, and he said, no, when we separate from our comfort zone and give God control, I was like, wow, that's heavy. And I had to first think like, okay, what does it mean to separate? Well, separate is to remove yourself, depart, set yourself aside. And I thought about that. And then I likened it to my comfort zone. Now, everybody likes to be comfortable. You know, everybody likes to relax. Everybody likes to sit back and just chill and do things within a certain kind of flow. Nobody really likes their flow to be disturbed. You know? But let me tell you what the problem with that is. Comfort zones are wastelands where nothing can grow. Comfort zones are wastelands where nothing can grow. And I thought about that. I was like, wow. When you get too comfortable, you're depriving yourself from growth, experience. You get too comfortable in your relationship, it can be very complacent. There were times in my relationship, I got too comfortable. I remember I used to court her. Man, listen, the things I used to do, listen, I used to drive. I used to leave my house six in the morning, drive to the city to Harlem to work, drive to New Jersey to pick her up on a date, just to drive back to the city, just to drive back to Jersey to come back to Staten Island. But I was in the beginning stages. I'd do anything. You want me to walk to Brooklyn for you? I'd do it. I want you. I got you. All right, don't worry about it. <laughs> but I got too comfortable. Ah, meet me here. Or do this. Or forget meet me here. Forget even going out on a date. Let's just relax. Let's just chill. No. The flame on our love is not growing. Because I'm getting too comfortable. I'm not courting her anymore. I'm not chasing her. And guess what? The littlest things will bother her. I take that back. She don't kill me. She started to pay more attention to the things that bothered her, <laughs> to be politically correct. 
as opposed to if I was courting her, it would have been water under a bridge. But let me get more specific. Like I said, a comfort zone is a wasteland. You cannot grow. And our faith is meant to grow. And sometimes we're in situations where we're very uncomfortable. To the point where we can't even revert to our comfort zone. And one of the greatest examples of this, children of Israel. You know, I can stay here and give hours and hours about the children of Israel. But I'm going to focus specifically on their journey out of exile. As we know, well, I've mentioned before in previous preachings, they were under the rule of Pharaoh. Now, one of the first uncomfortable people was Moses. As you know, Moses' life was preserved. He was one of the children that was supposed to be exiled at birth, but he was, you know, he was moved. He was he was skipped over, you know, and passed on into the into the Nile. But you know, Pharaoh's family received him, and you know, God chose him to lead. And he was very unsure, and he was uncomfortable. But the real discomfort didn't come till later on. So now Moses moves these people, the children of God, the children of Israel, away from exile and torture. And the mean hand of Pharaoh. See, y'all complain about we, we we complain about Trump, Twitter fingers. <laughs> but listen, Twitter fingers is a saint compared to some of the rulers back in the day. And now the children of Israel are led out of exile. Now they wanted God to lead them out of exile. But let's just fast forward for the interest of time. They get to the Red Sea. God saves them allows them to cross on dry ground onto the other side. But God was leading them out of their comfort zone. See, they may have been uncomfortable under Pharaoh, but they had a level of comfort and certainty there. But God said, no, 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 no. Moses, lead them away. So I bring us to Exodus chapter 16. And here the children of Israel are like, okay, God, you saved us. You delivered us. But what now? Now, the children of Israel are thinking, what now? So what do you think Moses and Aaron are feeling? Like, Lord, you told us to do this. Now what? We didn't ask to lead these people. We were very comfortable. See, Moses had it good. You know what I'm saying? Moses did not need to do anything, but he had a calling upon his life that led him out of his comfort zone. But sometimes we can't see the other side of our comfort zone. We're too blinded by the physical and what we see that we don't know that the greatest Miracles are on the other side of the comfort zone. Growth. It's uncomfortable. Studying all night. Going to school. Learning. It's uncomfortable. 
waking up every day and going to school and studying. Some of us that have went into our further degrees and went past the four year, it gets even more uncomfortable. But there's something on the other side of successful completion of what you started. So the children of Israel, they got past the Red Sea. But there was something that happened in Exodus 14, 14, when they were facing danger. And God told Moses. And Moses told the people. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to stay calm. But how quickly they forgot when they crossed over the Red Sea. And sometimes when we're in comfort zones, we forget when we leave our comfort zone, we forget what God has already done. Who let us out of here? So we revert to things to numb the pain. But let me stick to the main course. Now we're in Exodus 16. And I'm going to read from verse four. Actually, I'm going to start when they start panicking. Exodus 16, verse 3. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you have brought us into the wilderness to starve us to death. They were comfortable. They're like, yeah, we were getting abused and all that, but we was eating good. We was high. We was mad, but we was good. They didn't realize God had a plan for them. Canaan, which we won't get to tonight, but it was a land flowing with milk and honey, the promised land. But they couldn't see that. All they could focus on was what they could see. So now they're in the wilderness, got nothing to eat. Verse four, then the Lord said to Moses, look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day. I will test them in time in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions on the sixth day they will gather food and they will prepare it there will be twice as much as usual this is what he tells moses now it's probably in here but i know moses and aaron looked at each other like but they're probably like you know what damn well you did crosses over dry ground not just you didn't just separate the sea like think about it if you spill water you wipe something no matter what there's still some wet residue so imagine that on dirt this god allowed them to cross over on dry ground so i'm sure moses and aaron remember so they said you know what fine now they took this message to the people of israel Verse six, so Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, by evening, you will realize it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. In the morning, you will see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your complaints, which are against him, not against us. See, God didn't make you uncomfortable for you to stay uncomfortable. He made you uncomfortable so you can grow because there's gonna be mountains that you're gonna face in your life, that you need to tap back into your old experience to realize it was for the glory of God all along. 
let's get down to verse eight. Then Moses added, the Lord will give you meat to eat in the evening and bread to satisfy you in the morning. For he has heard all your complaints against him. What have we done? Yes, your complaints were against the Lord, not us. Now think about it. They're about to go in front of a lot of people and they're telling them in the wilderness that the Lord will give them meat and bread. See, I said this on Thursday. What plays our faith is we focus on the how instead of focusing on the who. God is who he says he is. If he's how he gonna do it, he gonna do it. You don't need to know how he's gonna do it. You just need to know who the promise is coming from. And when has God ever failed you? In anything you went through, you probably were like, where was God? Where was God? Where was God? And then time has passed and then God was there all along. We panic because we forget the who. Why would there be faith needed? But guess what? He'll put you in situations in life where he's all you got. He's all you got. Now you're uncomfortable. What you going to do? So the children of Israel hear this and they were just complaining. Then the Lord said to Moses, verse 11, I have heard the Israelites complaints. Now tell them in the evening, you will have meat to eat and in the morning, you will have bread that you want. Then you will know that I'm the Lord, your God. Verse 13, that evening, Vast numbers of quail flew in and covered the camp. And the next morning, the area around the camp was wet with dew. When the dew evaporated, a flaky substance as fine as frosted blanketed, a flaky substance as fine as frost blanketed the ground. The Israelites were puzzled when they saw it. What is it? They asked each other. They had no idea what it was. And Moses told them, it is the food the Lord has given you to eat. These are the Lord's instructions. Each household should gather as much as it needs. Pick up two cords for each person in your tent. So verse 17, so the people of Israel did as they were told. Some gathered a lot, some only a little. But when they measured it out, everyone had just enough. Those who gathered a lot had nothing left over. And those who gathered only a little had enough. Each family had just what it needed. See, they were in the wilderness, no food. Yet God still provided because Moses and Aaron trusted God while they were uncomfortable. They were told to lead a, a group of strangers and people in exile. They didn't, have, they didn't go to school for leadership. They didn't get no home training. They just trusted God. And can you trust God with what you can't see? See, we got that comfortable faith. That I'm going to work today. Yeah, I'm going to get a check on Friday because I work on Monday and two thirds through Friday. That's the faith many of us have. 
But we need to grow to that faith that when we're in the wilderness, God will still provide. He fed them manna from heaven, as they call it. How did he do it? I don't know. I don't care about that. All I need to know is who did it, because he can do it again. And as Christians, we need to get to that point in faith and realize, count it all joy when troubles come our way, James chapter 1. Count it all joy when things come your way, things that are meant to, to throw you off and make you uncomfortable. Because the testing of your faith brings forth endurance. So when you face different trials later in life, you'll be complete, lacking nothing. But you can only achieve that not being in your comfort zone. Guess what? In your comfort zone, you don't take no tests. Ain't no test in your comfort zone. It's only when you're tested that you have the chance to grow. So it's very important, children of God, that whenever we are brought out of our comfort zone, we cling to God. Don't shake. Don't get nervous. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. You have a father in heaven who is with you and he's ever present. What you scared for? What you scared for? See, the problem with discomfort and being in a comfort zone is we, we're too self-sufficient, too reliant. We got this under control. But life is gonna put you in situations where no, you don't got this. And that is when God uses his glory to be revealed. See, sometimes we rely and have faith in things that can't save us. Some of us try to plan our futures with money and think that I saved this much much. I need to save that this month. We're putting faith in what we can see. Guess what? God will send a storm your way that that thing that you thought that could save your life is depleted. Now, what are you going to do? Granted, it's, you, you're supposed to be responsible. I'm not discouraging you from being responsible and having discipline. But your faith cannot be in your discipline. Your money is not your Lord and Savior. Your job is not your Lord and Savior. That same money that you have faith in, guess what? We live in an era where you don't got it. You, you thought you could hide your money. You thought putting your money in the bank was safe? Guess what? You must not know what these new scammers could do. Scammers can hit your account and the bank will say, no, it was you. It was your IP address. No, it was you. Then what? Your job. Then what? So it's very important that children of God, we lean on God. and Just lean on God, period. Because you're going to be uncomfortable in life. And sometimes you got to go out on a limb and you can't see the outcome. But that's not important. You have to be led by the Spirit of God and understand that the God of yesterday is the God of today. What he can do is the same thing he has done and will continue to do.
So let's not store up treasures, treasures in this world that can that can be be stolen like thieves in the night and, and, and rot. Let us not find identity in possessions. Our identity has to be in God. Because those very things cannot save you in moments of discomfort. They might provide temporary relief, but guess what? You might run into a problem where, forget money. Your money won't be harmed, but you'll find yourself in a situation that your money can't get you out of. So forget your money being touched. You will find yourself in situations in this world that the things that you're putting faith in outside of God cannot save you. Then what? Separation to be separate. It went over my head when he first said it. Because I was thinking, oh, separate from this and that. I have a world, separate from... No. Separate from what's comfortable. In our relationships, stop being comfortable. Just because she said yes, don't mean that you don't keep courting her. I'm always going to be harder on the men. Because while he told women to submit and to, to our husbands, he first told the men, love your wives. So for someone to continue to submit, you must submit to them first through love. Don't get comfortable. You got to take them out. Keep cornering her. Because guess what? Somebody on the job is in her ear telling how beautiful she is that you not. Somebody will be, somebody want to take out on a date every week. Can't get comfortable. Physically. Take care of yourself. Again, there are things that happen to us, especially females that, you know, trend, you know, things that happen. Again, I'm not here to say don't do this, don't do that, but take care of yourself. Stay sexy for your significant other. We get too comfortable. And the love doesn't grow, it deteriorates. Do things together. Ladies, love that man. If you complain to him about something and you see him made a change, as quickly as you jumped on him from doing it wrong, jump on him for doing it right. Let him know, I see you son. I see you. My lady said, you always do this without me. Yeah. Guess what? I changed. And guess what? I get these beautiful messages at night. That keeps me encouraged. That keeps the love burning. Now, I also get emails talking about, you so disrespect. Never mind. We ain't going to go there. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is, Comfort zones are wastelands where nothing grows. And it's not just in faith. It's very important that in our relationships that we don't get too comfortable. In your job, do not get too comfortable because somebody is creeping behind you to do that job. Stay on your P's and Q's. If you work from home, that don't mean if you got to be at work by 8, that you log on at 8.30 because guess what? You're getting too comfortable. Very important, children of God. Anything you abuse it's a matter of you getting too comfortable. You work from home, God blessed you to save those two hours of commuting, going back and forth. So guess what? 
Appreciate your blessing. Work harder. You know, you can have the ESPN on or the news or the, you know, Golden Girls or reality shows or whatever you want to do. Guess what? That's a luxury that comes with you doing what you got to do first. I have never seen anything successful that stayed comfortable. Elon Musk. Little do they know, they know him for Tesla, but guess what? He made PayPal. He then sold PayPal. But then he got out of the comfort zone and went into electric cars, Tesla. Before Tesla took off, he had no money to pay his bill. I think he sold PayPal for billions, but he got out of his comfort zone because he identified a need. It wasn't about the money, but it cost him something he couldn't see. Now look, the world is going electric and he is one of the pioneers, but his company nearly shut down and went bankrupt. <laughs> bill Gates keeps reinventing himself. We cannot stay comfortable. You will decay. Do the same thing, get the same results. Old keys won't open new doors. Old keys ain't gonna open new doors. If you do the same thing, you can expect the same result. In our relationships, don't be predictable. Because when you was courting her, you was plotting like, yo, I'm about to do this and I'm about to surprise her and I'm about to, now you in and now we comfortable. I did it. And then we arguing about nonsense. Children of God, it's not just in our spiritual life. It is in our life and in its entirety. We cannot stay content. We cannot get too comfortable. Even in secular music, I think Lil Wayne said the song, don't you ever get too comfortable. And if you listen to that song, he's speaking facts. Beyonce, to the left, to the left. He got too comfortable. He had to go to the left, to the left. So it's very important, children of God, we do not get complacent. The moment we get comfortable, we stop growing. And to go back to the story as I round this off, Moses and Aaron did not know what they were going to do leading people. They were comfortable. They were not in trouble like the other people in Israel, the children of Israel and Egypt. But they had to get uncomfortable. Noah, you think Noah had any experience on building an ark? He didn't know what to do. But what if he didn't follow that call? It's very important, children of God. We don't get comfortable because when we don't get uncomfortable and we put God to the test, manna can fall from heaven. Children of God, it is not impossible for manna to not fall from heaven. In fact, there are more miracles that happen today 
that are greater than that. The same God who rained down manna from heaven can do anything in the wilderness. Where God guides, he provides. So if you're guided somewhere and you're uncomfortable, he will provide. Where God guides, he provides. And sometimes our sin guides us into the depths and we reap what we sowed. But guess what? The same God of Israel can provide and can turn it around. Anything I want us to leave with tonight is I want you guys to understand children of God. Nothing beautiful comes from a comfort zone. Comfort zones are wastelands where nothing grows. And I pray that in our relationships, in our lives, in our jobs, we don't take anything for granted. And when we're experiencing any trials and tribulations that are very uncomfortable, remember the God of yesterday is the same God as today. He may be late. No, he will never be late. He will never be early. He'll be right at the appointed time. Not our time, the appointed time. Amen. And that is when his glory is revealed. God bless you, children of God.